I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everyone? We're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. I'm Noah Daniels. Hey, y'all, and I'm JJ Crable. Hey, y'all, and I'm Kat. Never gets old. Yeah. You want me to say howdy, y'all, again? Wow, we're crushing this intro. Howdy, y'all. Oh, no. So <laughs> on this episode, we have Mackie. She's friends with Kelsey. Uh, you may actually see her in some of Kelsey's videos, as she also has a haunted doll. But Mackie has more than just a haunted doll. She's got a lot going on, and she's had a lot of paranormal experiences. So we're happy to have her on the podcast. Mackie, would you like to introduce yourself to our audience? Yeah, so my name is Mackie, and I actually met Kelsey through TikTok because we live nearby, and her video popped up on my, my For You page. I'm like, wow, that girl looks fun. So I hit her up, and ever since then, we've been going out and doing some YouTube videos and TikToks and stuff like that. But yeah, I've, I know it's weird, but I usually do van videos. I've been converting a van on TikTok. So I got all my followers from that, but then now I'm mixing in ghost stuff and people are kind of confused because <laughs> so, I live in a haunted house. So that's how it all started. And is that presumably why you're trying to move into a van? <laughs> Partly. No, I'm, the spirits that are here are pretty friendly, so I'm not too scared of that. But yeah, I just thought I'd do something fun during quarantine and travel around. So that's why I started doing the van. But then while I've been working on the van, I usually work at night because it's been so hot here that while I'm working on the van, the garage is the most haunted part. And in all, in all my videos, you hear ghosts, see them, like it's crazy. So that's how it kind of started. Oh my gosh. And Maggie, how old were you when you had your first experience with the supernatural? Um, that I could remember probably like seven. So it's been a long time. 
and there's been things that kind of like kicked it all off to make it more apparent in my house but from the beginning it's been haunted yeah have you lived there your whole life yeah I've lived here my whole life so I believe we're the second or third owners the owner before us though passed away in the house Interesting. Oh. Our favorite question is to ask on a scale of zero to 10, 10 being you believe in ghosts, no matter what anybody uh-huh. said, uh, zero being you don't, um, where would you fall? Uh, I'm a 10 for sure. Like ever since I could remember, I've just believed in ghosts. And at first I was really scared of them. So my whole life I believed in them, but I was really scared of them at first. And now over like the past, probably like five years, I really like learn to not be scared yeah so because when you're scared that's when stuff gets bad right so I kind of learned to accept it instead of trying to like hide from it and stuff like that and can you kind of walk us through some of your early experiences that convinced you that hey ghosts are real yeah so probably the very first one that I'd say like pushed it over the edge for me was when I was in I want to say sixth grade so my friends would all come to school and they're like oh, we got this thing called a Ouija board. It's so much fun. Like it's so, we play it every day. And they're like, you should get one and play with us. And I'm like, well, what is it? They're like, you talk to ghosts. And I'm like, no, you don't. And they're like, yeah, you do. Trust us, just get one. So my mom went out and bought me one in sixth grade for all my friends and I had to play in my room, which is this room. And this was like one of the most haunted rooms. But so I started playing the Ouija board and we'd come home every day after school for probably a month and just come straight in my room and play for a while. And we kept getting the same spirit every single time. And we didn't know any of the rules whatsoever. We didn't read the directions. So we would just play, like take our hands off during the middle of it, which I guess is bad. We never said goodbye, not once. And we'd always get the same spirit. And he'd say he like passed away during World War II or something. And none of us at the time like knew when that was. And the date he'd say like, we'd Google it and matched up perfectly. None of us knew that. So that was like the first thing where I'm like, okay, like this is weird. And then eventually my mom just threw away the board, which I guess is bad also, but Uh that haunted my room. And it like years down the road, it got like really bad in here. Like something bad was in here. Like what, what do you mean it got got bad? Didn't uh, like what specifically happened? Mm -hmm. So this was like, it's weird because I played in sixth grade, but probably like five years later, which would have been, I don't know, like two or three years ago, out of nowhere, I don't, I was watching a Ouija board video on YouTube. And that's when I like first started watching YouTube and I saw this video. So I started watching it and I swear, like right when I finished watching it, it just kicked everything off in my room. Like it was almost like there was like a bandaid on it, just ripped it off. So I, it started out, I was laying in my bed, trying to go to sleep late at night and my golden retriever would sleep on the floor in here. And I had a balloon with like a weight at the bottom of it. You know, like one of those like happy birthday balloons with the weight at the end. Mm-hmm. So it was sitting on my wood floor right here. And I was trying to go to sleep and I started to hear this noise that sounded like something like scraping, scraping against my, my floor. And then my dog started growling and she's like the nicest dog ever. That's like the only time I've ever heard her growl. So that freaked me out right away. And I looked over and I see the balloon slowly moving across my room, like from one wall to the next one. And it just moves all the way across my bedroom. 
And I instantly just like got up and ran out of there and went to my mom's room and like the balloons moving. And so that was just the first night, but it was like a two week period, like consistently stuff like would not stop happening. So then the next day, I'm trying to remember the exact order of all the things that happened, but the next night, so my golden retriever started growling again and I'm laying in bed and scared again because I when the dog growls I know there's something in here yes and so I'm, I'm always in, to the dog for sure yeah exactly and so it was weird because my room got like super super hot like extremely hot like uncomfortable and I started to feel like something kind of like tug on my blanket and I thought I was just like tripping out because I was so scared but then all like all at once it just like pulled down like a foot and so once again, I got up, I'm like, I can't sleep in this room. Like I'm done in here. And so I like didn't get any sleep during this time. So the next day I'm like laying in here and it's the middle of the day this time. And my golden retriever isn't in here, but I'm laying in bed and I have my phone plugged in and there's like a, like a foot gap in between my bed and the wall and the outlet is on the wall right there. So I had my phone plugged in and my golden retriever comes running around to my glass slider right here and starts like banging on with our arms, scratching the screen, like panting, just trying to get in. So I let her in and she doesn't do this. She's like, she's like, she's really overweight. So she doesn't like to jump, but she just like sprinted in and like jumped on my bed. And I like couldn't believe she was able to do that, but she got on my bed and I lay down and she got up on top of me, which she doesn't do. She like, doesn't like, she's always hot. So she doesn't want to touch anyone. Right. So she's laying on top of me, panting, like whining. And I was just freaking out. But since it was the middle of the day, I didn't think anything of it. And as I'm laying there, she starts looking at the wall right next to my bed, like following something with her eyes. And I like slowly look over because I didn't want to see something. And then right then something grabbed my phone cord and yanked it to the point where my phone got unplugged and flew onto the floor. So I ran out into the kitchen <laughs> and I was like, I'm not doing this. So I started baking like macaroons or something. And then a couple hours later, my parents came home and we were like getting re ready for dinner. And we have this granite island in the middle of our kitchen and we're all sitting around it. And I was like kind of telling them what happened. And we have like a, one of those glass bottles of maple syrup, if you know what I believe, like the real maple syrup mm -hmm. in the glass. Oh, yeah. So, stuff. Oh, yeah. 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 The good stuff. First of all, so, I want to just say like your your kitchen sounds very fancy that you're baking macaroons and you have <laughs> like legitimate maple syrup. So congratulations. Oh, you, you'd think that. <laughs> you'd think that. Our, our granite's like this super gross green color. <laughs> Not all. Yeah. But so we're sitting there, we have the maple syrup on the counter and I'm looking down at my phone and like out of the corner of my eye, I see something like move. And I heard like that, the noise of glass on granite going like, Shh. and I look up and the maple syrup still just sitting there. And so I just stare at it for probably like five seconds. And as I'm staring at it, it moved like two feet across the counter and straight up went. Right. Yeah, and so I freaked out, like hopped up, and I was like, did you see that? Did you see that? And for some reason, my dad's sitting there, and he's like, calm down, there's no earthquake. <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, no, the maple syrup moved. And my mom was like, all right, I definitely saw that happen. And I, like, checked and make sure there's no, like, condensation on anything, because I know sometimes, like, glass can glide if there's water. 
but it's completely dry. I have no idea how it moved because it's, it's like a heavy bottle. So that was like my tipping point completely where <laughs> I went into like a panic attack. Now, do your, do your parents, parents believe at all or do they not believe in the ghosts? So my mom, like she believes now back then, I think she was like either like not trying to deny it because she didn't want to be scared or didn't want to scare me. Um, but she full on believes it now. And then my dad, I think, I think he was like always kind of scared of it. Cause whenever I'd say there's something happening, be like, you need to calm down. There's nothing in our house. Like there's no ghosts here. There's no ghosts anywhere. But now like, so that's like a, another part of the story when he like started, it started accepting it. Yeah. So now we all like believe in it. I feel like that's such a common reaction, especially like my parents too. It's yeah. like, nope, sorry. I I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about yeah. it. Exactly. Uh, yeah. It's like they don't have time for it. They're just like, yeah. I have adult things. I don't have time <laughs> for your ghost. Yeah. Like, right. I just feel like they were just kind of raised in a generation with so many like, this is what's right. This is what's wrong. And it, yeah. if it's something that's like not, you know, black or white or yeah. black or white in their head, it's, uh uh-uh. I, I yeah, kind of say the same thing too because most of like my generation it seems like they all believe in it and then I meet like all my parents friends and they don't think any of it's real so but yeah they all believe now but like during that time it was just like a really like bad energy it sounds weird but the second you'd walk into my room like my mom would feel in everything you'd walk in my room it'd feel like heavy on top of you like like something like pulling you down. So after the maple syrup bottle moved, there were two more nights and basically like what happened is once again, like something pulled the covers off of me and like touched my leg. And then my friend was like, you need to buy sage. So I was like, okay, I'll go and buy sage. And so while while I was gone, my other friend came over because he lives like 30 minutes away, but went to school like next to my house. So he was over doing homework. I'm like, okay, be careful. Like there's a ghost in there or something. And he doesn't believe in any of this stuff. So he's over and he's there for like five minutes. And he texted me like 10 minutes later. I was like, I just ran out of your house because I was sitting at your counter and the bathtub just went on to full blast. What? Yeah. So scared me so bad. (laughs) Right. And the fact that he like does not believe in any of this stuff. That's when I'm like, all right, I'm saging. I'm doing something. So I say- yeah, it did help, surprisingly. Like, it was weird because it, I did it, and then it felt, like, way better right away, but it took, like, three weeks for it to completely feel back to normal. So when you go around, like, in public or to stores or school or wherever, do you typically, like, would you describe yourself as someone that can, like, feel if, if, if a ghost or a spirit is in the room or... So I'd say, like, I've always said I'm, like, sensitive, and mediums that I've talked to have told me, like, if I wanted to, I could, like, do that stuff, but I'm still, like, kind of scared of being, like, okay, like, anyone's welcome here, but so there's been times where I've, like, gone out, and, like, it's hard to explain, but I can feel, I think it's called, like, empath, Mm -hmm. I think I'm an empath, but I'm just sensitive to those things, so there's another time that so my mom's a realtor. So she had a listing in the neighborhood next to ours and she had to go over there one night to pick something up or check on something. And I needed to go to the grocery store by my house. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go with you and we can go to the store right after that. 
And so we go over to this house and I didn't know anything about these people like whatsoever because she's always doing business and I just don't really care. So I didn't know anything about these people and we drive up to their house and it's on the very end of a cul-de-sac and she kind of like pulls her, the front of her car up into their driveway. So her headlights are shining on this house. And so as she starts backing up to like back up and pull away so we can leave. So she's backing up and as she's backing up, there's like, um, they have one of those front doors that like the top half is windows, like, uh, like rectangle windows. So I'm looking at this door and it's like pitch black inside. And all of a sudden I start to see like this lady form like behind the windows looking out. And I said to her, I'm like, oh, like the person who lives there is looking at us. Like that's so awkward because we're over here so late. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I just saw someone standing behind the door. And she's like, no one lives here. I'm like, what do you mean no one lives here? And apparently the, so the adult children of this lady is selling the house because the mother who lived there had passed away like very recently to when they were selling it. So they did decide to get rid of the house because they're adults and had their own families and didn't want it. And so the house is completely vacant and I see this lady standing there and I started to freak out and I was like, what do you mean there's no people staying here? I just saw this lady and my mom's like, well, describe her to me because she didn't know if she should like call the police if someone's in that house when it's vacant. And so I just, I start describing her and I can still see her like perfectly in my head. She was like an old, older lady, like probably in her eighties with, with like shorter wavy-ish hair that's like upright. I don't know how to explain it, but mm -hmm. it was like sandy, like a sandy blonde color. I described her glasses she was wearing, her outfit, the wrinkles, the smile, literally everything. And my mom's like, oh my God, that sounds like the mom who passed away because when she was going through the house, they had a picture of her somewhere. So she glanced at it. She's like, that sounds just like the lady. And I was like, no way. And so I went home right away and like got a piece of paper and pen because I didn't want to forget what she looked like. And right away I just sketched it out. And I'm like, this is the lady I saw. It was like a rough sketch, but like, you saw the face shape and everything. And she's like, that's 100% the lady. And like texted the daughter and was like, can you send me a picture of your mom? And she's like, okay. So she sent a picture and literally like identical. Do you still have that sketch of her by chance? I do. I don't know where I just put it because I just did like a YouTube video on it too. So I don't know where I put it, but I know I have a picture of it Is on my Is it phone. in the YouTube video? Yeah, it's in the YouTube video and there's like, it's in the thumbnail too, but. Can you give our audience, can you give them the information where they can find that video? Yeah, so my YouTube is Mackie Albertson and the name of the video is the time I saw a ghost lady. I'm sh pretty sure, but you'll see it. You'll see the picture of the lady, oh, but awesome. I'd, show, I'd show the, I wanted to show the picture of the actual lady so that you could see, but obviously it's like my mom's client and I can't go showing that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Yeah, so how it matches up. So yeah. that must have been like a big confirmation for you. You know, up to that point, it it probably felt a little uneasy of what was going on. But I mean, you literally saw somebody who had passed. How how did that feel when you when you had that confirmed? Oh, I was like a little bit scared for some. Re I wasn't like that scared for some reason though. I was just more like I can't believe this just happened that I saw this person just standing there. And it's weird how it developed because the lights are pointing at the door and I see like a figure start to form. And the only way I can describe it is if 
you like accidentally look at a light and then you look into like a dark place and you see those splotches and then your vision like slowly clears up. So that's how it was. Like it started to form. And by the time we had driven away, like the image was completely full in my head. Like I could, I could still see this lady. It was really weird. So it just oh, kind of like, I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. Was that the only time you ever saw like an, uh, an apparition of a ghost? No, I've seen them like a few times. So the other one was when I was in like, so my friend actually saw this one, but I saw something very similar a couple years later in my room. So she was spending the night. This was probably like our freshman year of high school. And I was asleep and this was probably like around 3 a.m. She woke up for some reason, which is weird because she's like the heaviest sleeper ever. So she woke up and she said someone opened my bedroom door and like poked their head in and then looked at us and then shut the door and then opened it completely and walked over to my side of the bed and looked down at me and then just turned around and walked out. And she thought it was my mom like coming in to check on us to see if we we're still there. <laughs> and so she just like ignored it. But the next day she told me right when we woke up and my mom was walking by right then. And I was like, did you come in our room last night? And she's like, no, and no one in my house had come in. So we were kind of freaking out about that. And then probably like two years ago, I was just almost like in that state where you're half asleep, but you're still like completely awake. Like you're almost asleep, but you know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like someone was standing next to me again. So I like looked up and there's this lady standing right next to me and she's wearing like a gray sweatshirt, gray sweatpants. Her hair's like shoulder length and she's just looking down over me and her hair is like all in her face, like hanging. Uh -huh. And I just like stared at her and I closed my eyes and then opened them again and she was still there. Oh. So I literally just rolled over and went to sleep. And so in the morning, I was so scared. I'm like, why didn't I get scared last night. That was the weirdest thing to me because I'm usually like really scared. So I didn't know why I wasn't scared. And then I told my mom what happened. She's like, oh my God, that literally sounds like my mom, like what she'd always wear since she passed away when my mom was 16. So I never met her or anything. So she went and got a picture of her, like the only picture she has. And I'm like, that's 100% the lady I saw standing there. All of the stories that we hear about people seeing apparitions and eventually it's someone they know the only thing that goes to my mind is like when you become this kind of spirit or however they're presenting themselves to us, it's like they've lost all social cues and like <laughs> any yeah. ounce of boundaries, like personal boundaries. I mean, just standing there like hovering with- I know. Like, could you be any less scarier? Yeah, the hair drooping down. I, yes. like I mean, that's amazing though if your grandma was coming to like see yeah, you. Yeah, so apparently like- um, so I was like having some health issues. I think it was right when I got my appendix out and I, my mom had told me, she's like, oh my God, that's even more crazy because apparently she was like talking to her mom, like just being like, oh, I hope she's okay. Like, give me a sign that everything's going to be all right. And then it was two nights later that that happened. So wow. I think that was like the sign. I definitely <laughs> don't want that to happen again, but <laughs> the one time was all right. Was that the turning point for your mom where she started to believe you? Yeah, I, I think so. That was partly it. Um, there is like a couple other things that I think completely confirmed it to now to the point where she's like, 
interested in this stuff, like loves hearing about it. Like the other night, me and Kelsey went to a park and did a Ouija board and my mom drove me and she was like standing out there with us. And so <laughs> she was like fine with it now. Did you, I, I think I may have seen some of the, cause you guys posted that video, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Did you guys have um, any luck talking to the dead with a Ouija board? Um, I was honestly like so freaked out from my previous Ouija board experience that I pretty much blacked out. I didn't know what was going on. So I think Kelsey got some answers, but the one, I'm sorry, that was me. But the one, (laughs) that wasn't a ghost. But the one I remember the most is when she asked her doll Lola when her birthday is and it said 1020019 and I was freaking out at this point and then it says 01. And that's because 1020 is my birthday. So I thought it was like something bad trying to scare me or like taunt me. But no, apparently it's just Lola's birthday is the same day as mine. Oh, that's wow. nice. Interesting. And Kelsey know doesn't birth- know your birthday, right? No, she doesn't know my birthday because we mm-hmm. just started hanging out like not too long ago. We yeah. haven't really like, talked about that, but no, she had no idea. I've never done a Ouija board and I've only heard like people just say, don't do it. Yeah. Or, or the people that are like, oh, it's fine. Just go for it. But do yeah. it. It's all, I'd be the person who's like, oh yeah, it's fine. Just do it until yeah. like something bad happens. You're like, no, don't do it. Don't do okay. it. Yeah. I, think I saw, I saw the same video that you and Kelsey did. And it, I mean, it's so busy on the board and I'm pretty sure it was upside down for you. Right. Yeah, it so it, it would be hard to even like, not that I don't even think you're not this kind of person that's going to like force the answers. But even if you tried yeah. hard upside down. Oh yeah. Well you can, I was so scared. You can see in the video, like I'm looking away at one point, Kelsey's like, what are you doing? And I just like, didn't want to see it because it's just, I don't like that, but right. I'm always scared that it's going to be something like pretending to be something else. And so, yeah. and knowing me, I would be the person who gets possessed. So <laughs> I don't want to do it. <laughs> I know Noah over here wants to do like all these seances and go visit haunted house and bring a Ouija board. And I don't know if I can do it. Guys, yeah. it's content. We got to get the good content. It is yeah, like, I think it's like, let's get abducted by aliens. Oh let's, yeah. Let's get haunted. Yeah. Yes, we but, had a, we had someone come on who can like, who sees dead people like a lot or people that have passed. Uh-huh. And she was so, we had talked for like 45 minutes and I finally was like, can you see anyone like through this zoom, like in our rooms? And she's like, oh, there's been an old lady standing behind you like the whole time. Oh, that. Out. And she like described her and told her she was like walking towards us. It was so terrifying. Oh, yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I did not sleep great last night. We'll just say that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's awful. So Mackie, did I also see on your YouTube page that you've spent the night in some of these haunted places? Uh, the only place I've, well, I spend the night at my haunted house every <laughs> night, but <laughs> the only other place I've stayed that's haunted is the Roosevelt. So I did that one recently, but I just started my channel, like, I think like three weeks ago, maybe a month ago. So I'm just now like starting to get into it. So I want to go more places. And then I think my old cabin in Big Bear was kind of haunted a little bit, but what would happen there? Oh, that was a weird one. So I, God, I just, it's so scary. But so we had a cabin in Big Bear. It's like this old, like stereotypical cabin with like one room that's run down. And so 
we'd go there all the time and it was in winter and I was there by myself because my parents and brother went out to get food and I always just wanted to stay there and watch Netflix. So I'm there alone and it's like eight o'clock at night and at that point it gets dark really quickly. So it's pitch dark and I kept hearing these kids outside and I was like, oh, I wonder if they're my friends or who it is. Like, I want to go see what they're doing. But I wasn't allowed to go outside alone when I was there. So I just stayed in. And then the voices just getting closer and closer. And then they like knocked on the door. And I was just, I had this really weird feeling of dread like throughout my entire body. And so I walked up to the door and I looked out this little window next to our door and I saw two kids like standing there, but their backs were facing me. And so I'm looking at them and I thought it was weird. I remember seeing their feet had no shoes on them and it was snowing. And so I saw them standing there with no shoes and I started to think like, I wonder if they need help or what's going on. Like, this is weird. And all of a sudden they just turn around and they look at me and I don't know if you guys have heard of black eyed children, but their eyes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's not definitely not it, but their eyes were just completely black. And I just ran, locked the door, ran into the one bedroom we had hid in the closet until my parents got home since we have no service at that cabin. So that's so, a thing, like people see children with like hollowed out eyes. Is yeah. that how you would describe it? So it's like basically if it's like if you have no white in your eyes. It's just all one color. So like the filters on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. So it's like that. So I was like I think I was in between like ten and twelve then. And that has just always haunted me my entire life seeing that. But then again I like think back like well, I was so young, did I just look at it and process it differently because I was already scared and home alone. So, that's but I swear like, those, I had, there were no whites in those eyes. And and that's a lot to just like make up in your mind. The fa- I mean, like you saw two kids without shoes in the snow, you had heard them and everything. Yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of like the short version of it, but it's yeah. pretty much how it went. <laughs> and then, sure you had to relive that. I can, I can kind of tell you're that brings back not great feelings. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like just disturbing because I didn't even know that was a thing until so many years later when I was like watching YouTube and I saw like a video pop up that said black eyed children. And I saw like the picture of the kid with like no whites in his eyes. I'm like, oh, this is what I saw. And I watched it and realized it's an actual thing that people see. Are they like that bad? energies or I I think so it's always hard to tell in the videos but apparently they just will come to someone's door and they'll have the black eyes will show up on someone's door saying they need help or they want to come in and if you let them in apparently it's like a bad spirit or something trying to like enter into your life so yeah I didn't know any of that I just was like why do these kids have no shoes and black eyes Mackie, it sounds like when you see apparitions, they appear to you almost in like fully human form. Yeah, that's all I've ever seen. I've never seen like anything translucent or anything like that. They've all looked like people. Do you ever see people and wonder like, was that a ghost or was that a human? (laughs) (laughs) No, not really. (laughs) It's usually like pretty clear because it's either in my house or somewhere that a person isn't supposed to be. And it kind of just like, I, just, I don't even know how to explain it. You just know that it's like, that's not a person. Sure. A lot of times it's been people I know that have passed away. 
Well, on your YouTube page, is there a particular video that you would recommend our audience check out? The ones that me and Kelsey do are usually fun. Um, we just went to Black Star Canyon. If you guys know where that is, it's in mm -hmm. California. It's like the most, one of the most haunted canyons in the nation, I think she was saying. And that one was like really scary. It was, was one it, of the most scary things ever. Like was the atmosphere really scary or did you guys see any ghost kind of stuff? So it's, Kelsey was telling, she knows more about this, but she was telling me it's like known for cults and like sacrifices and all these like really bad stuff went down. It's Native American burial grounds. So it's just a bunch of stuff piled onto each other. And so when we were there, it's just like a really bad energy. And it was like, not just that of like the ghosts, but trying to like worry about sketchy people coming there also, because there's no lights there. You're in the middle of a canyon and it's pitch dark. There's not a single light. And so we're standing there and we heard a growl come from somewhere like down the road. And there's just so many noises. They're all in the video if you watch it, but there's just a bunch of noises. She, we did the dowsing rods and the necrophonic app and she always brings Lola with her. And that was like the day that someone sent me Samantha. So I took her with us. Wow. And just yeah. so our listeners are clear, Samantha is a possessed doll that your fans sent to you? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's a fan or just someone <laughs> wanting to send me something, but yeah, she's a haunted doll apparently. And someone just sent her to me anonymously with like no story or name or anything. So she's just kind of here now and some weird stuff has happened with her. Are you looking at her every time you look over? Yeah, I am. I'm just trying to make sure she doesn't like look back at me or something. Can we see her? Yeah, she's right here. I used to, when I first got her, I didn't know what to do with her. So I just had her and this is her. <laughs> Cat's face. Sorry, I got nervous. I mean, she's, you are so pretty. <laughs> yeah, sure. But when I first got her, I was, I just was like, I don't really, I'm not like Kelsey. I didn't want a haunted doll. Like dolls have always scared me. So I didn't want one. So when I got one, I honestly just let her stay in my car for a few days. And then Kelsey, when we were doing the Ouija board, we asked her a couple questions, but I was like too scared to talk to her. So she told Kelsey basically that she didn't like sleeping in my car. So ever since then, I like brought her in the house and I've been having some weird dreams since she's been here. Like really weird ones, like all about dolls. Like not her, but every night I dream about some sort of haunted doll. It's really weird. Then, no, you're going to end yeah. up with like Chucky in your house. I know, it's terrible. I don't know what to do with her. Kelsey doesn't want her. Okay, so wait, I wanted to yeah. backtrack real quick. When you guys went to the canyon, what led you there again? Uh, well, Kelsey had been there before and like... Where we live, like everyone knows about Black Star Canyon, like everyone knows that it's haunted. So okay. I'd always wanted to go there, but none of my friends like any of this stuff. That's why I like reached out to Kelsey originally, because no one likes this. Yeah, so yeah. I always wanted to go there. I'm like, we should go to Black Star Canyon. Like, that's the first thing I ever said to her. I'm like, let's go to Black Star. And so we went, we did a couple things before that because I got too scared again. So then eventually we went and it was really scary. Yeah. So here's a big question for me. Um, I have been browsing like spooky TikTok and yeah. it seems like a big trend going on. I cannot say the word P 
people are randavouting. Randonautica, right? Yeah. yeah. What is that? I have no, what so, is it? So it's basically, it's, it's just an app, but somehow it forms like random, random locations, like coordinations and something to do with quantum something. I don't really know about this stuff, but it forms random coordinations that are either like a void where there's hardly any energy. So that would be like an empty field or there's attractors, which is like a big clump of energy. And so you put in, you like manifest right there what, what your intentions are and it will pop up with your coordinates and you're supposed to go there. So Kelsey and I went and when we went, our intention was ghosts. So I was telling her like, cause we wanted to go random naughty. I'm like, oh, we should go like over by my house and there's like this certain area that we can go to. And she's like, okay. So we were talking about this area all day where I wanted to go. And she came over to my house and literally put it, put the, said like go on Randonautica. And we said we wanted ghosts and then literally popped up the exact same spot that I was talking about. Like I didn't say where, because it's in this huge, like foresty type area by my house. So it's like in the center point of where I wanted to go. So we were freaking out about that, but we went to this area and it's basically like, it's this area where a bunch of homeless people live. It's like a homeless encampment, like all throughout it, or it was in the past. And they'd always start all these huge fires that would burn it all down. And then they'd fight to the death over territory for where they wanted to live. So there's just like a bunch of stuff that was always going on there, but they don't really live there anymore. They got pushed out after all the fires and fighting to the death. So we went over there and in one of her videos, when we went there, you see like a little boy's face in her video. It's crazy. It's like clear as day. So we go over there, we hear a bunch of noises and this happens like almost every time we go filming, one of our footage will get deleted, will get corrupted, our cameras will stop recording. And so that time is my phone that stopped recording. And later on, we did the Necrophonic app. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys know what the Necrophonic app, like the one where the voices yeah. talk? We yeah, did Kelsey it did it, and we were oh. able to talk to Lola. Okay, cool. Yeah, so we were doing that, and, like, stuff was coming through. But, like, the scary part was whenever we were talking to it, there were big bangs, like, on the tree, and it just sounded like people, like, all around us. And so there's banging on the tree, so eventually we were like, okay, we need to stop this. And we just were filming it and all of a sudden there was like it sounded like someone literally took like a frying pan and just whacked it against a tree and so we start running and as we're running you hear someone else like in the bushes next to us and a whisper i forget what it says but it's in kelsey's video of the whisper but yeah it's just scary and i know a lot of people have found crazy stuff rando nodding yeah, I keep looking at the videos, but all of them are like, go to this very, like, empty place in the woods yeah. where bad things could happen. Yeah, so it's like it's something's bound to happen, the locations they take you to. Have you guys seen the one where it's, uh, like, a young lady and she, she it takes her to, um, it looks like a little stream or something, and then there are like uh, pictures uh, that it looks like a kid is drawn yeah. and they're like crumpled up and she keeps opening that. them up. Dude, yeah. that is like, if, if yeah. that is real and, and she didn't fake that, that's some really fucked up shit. Is that the yeah. one where you can hear a kid giggle? Yeah, I think so. I think you can hear him. It's you hear him and then like she goes back and then 
the, she opens one and it's like, it says like, if you're, it says get out of here or you're going to die. And it's then like she disturbing. like, yeah, it's super disturbing. And then she like puts it down and she kind of ignores it. And then you just hear, you're going to die. And then she just takes off running. Like it's, yeah, I don't know. Scary. I've seen that. It's crazy. And in Kelsey's video, like you did see like a little boy's face and we kept hearing a little boy and like, it sounded like someone had like bells and they were like jingling in the woods. It was crazy. Oh my gosh. JG, what would you do if you were in the woods? If you followed an app to the woods yeah. and you found pictures that children have clearly drawn and then you hear a giggle? I don't know. I mean, so is the giggle coming through on the Necrophonic app? No, like out loud. This is just... Yeah. No, this is like out loud, like through, you can hear it on the speaker, base. like when you play it. Right. I don't know. I... I can tell you if I saw a video, my first reaction would be someone edited a yeah. child giggling in the video. Yeah, that's so, Guess we have to go rando. Rando, not a Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun. It's always fun to like go out and explore and try and get yourself scared. So oh Mackie, what do you what do you say to people that are like more hardline skeptics like JJ, where where you know they're not really sure what's going on in these stories? You know, they, JJ wants to believe, but he's very much science driven. He he has a hard time, kind of just just accepting a story or accepting a video. What what would you say to somebody who says or believes like that? Well, if I can say this to everyone, I'd say, come spend a night in my house. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful who you invite. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I know. But <laughs> no. everyone, if you're listening, we're all going to take a trip to Mackie's house. <laughs> <laughs> come on over. No, but like, honestly, there's nothing I can say. Like, you'd have to just experience it for yourself. There's nothing yeah. that like someone could literally tell you to change your mind unless you're in the experience Right. I mean, that's how I feel about, you know, so many of the stories that we listen to is they all sound like so terrifying and so real, but there's like part of my brain that is just like, I don't know, you weren't there. It could have been something completely different. Um, So, you know, not to say that I don't believe uh, you or any of the other guests that we've had on, Yeah. but I just feel like if I'm going to um, take a firm stance on whether I believe in spirits or not, I, I, I need that firsthand yeah. experience myself. Even then, I'm not sure if it, I would be convinced. Yeah, like I see some stuff on like TikTok and YouTube and like I always kind of question it too. Like, mm-hmm. well, did your mind kind of make part of this up or? Right. You know, I think, too, some people are just, like, thirsty for views. Yeah, I think so, so too. Yeah. yeah. I think TikTok sometimes walks a fine line of, like, uh, creepypasta and, like, real hauntings. I mean, either way, it's entertaining as, like, you're scrolling through. But it's always nice to find people like you and some other guests we've had on. Because for us, we actually get to sit down and do, like, a long-form interview with a person. And it's not just, like, a one-minute clip where we're just like, oh, that's neat. On to the next thing. Yeah. So we're kind of fortunate in that way. And hopefully our audience, you know, I think they appreciate that, too. So, Maggie, you kind of walked us through a handful of stories. Is there any other, like, big experiences or spooky things that happened that we haven't covered? there's honestly like a lot still I'll tell you like the quick backstory of my house like how I found out someone died here the thing that happened that started to like 
be like, okay, this is a friendly ghost who likes to like mess with me. So I was like sitting in my room right here and I had some tweezers in my hand and I literally set them down right here on my white desk, walked to the door, came back over here. They're completely gone. I looked on the floor in the trash can. I tore my entire room apart trying to find these. About two weeks go by and I saw like a video of someone like, oh, if you want a ghost to do what you say, you have to like tell them to whatever you want them to do. So I was literally just like, okay, if you took my tweezers, you need to put them back right now. And literally like a couple minutes later, I walk in my room, they're sitting in the middle of my white desk with nothing else on it. So that started happening a lot. Like, it's kind of like a joke now, whenever something goes missing, we're like, you need to put that back right now. And sure enough, you go back and it's sitting right where it's supposed to be. So from that happening and like some other stuff, like I got a puppy not too long ago and she'd be, I actually have a video of it, but she'd be like in the corner of the room, like looking at it, like barking and going down in like the play position and wagging her tail and jumping around and playing with something in the corner and with her following it with her eyes. And I have like a bunch of videos of it happening, but so she'd be doing that. And I'm like, Oh, she's just playing with the ghost. And every time I'd tell my dad, I'm like, Oh, it's just the ghost in our house. He did it. Or he's, he did that. And he'd be like, there's no ghost in our house. Like yes. just be all defensive. I'm like, okay, like, why is it such a big deal? And then eventually like, this was only like after my entire life of me saying this, this was like the puppy's like nine months old. So this had to be six months ago. I was in my room and the puppy was on my bed playing in the corner with something again, like looking at it. And my dad comes in and she's like, what? He's like, what's all the barking about? I'm like, well, she's just playing with the ghost. And my dad sits down on my bed and he's like, tell me about the ghost. So I told him what I thought it was. And I said it was an old man who was like in his eighties. He used to live here. He just likes the house. He likes us. He just likes to mess with us. And he just hangs out because it was his house. And I was like, I think he just died from like something with his throat or he just passed away peacefully, basically. And my dad's sitting on the bed and he literally goes, <sighs> and you know, that's like, oh no, it's about to get real right now. And so he told me that, that this is when I found out six months ago is when I found this out, that the previous owner had passed away in the garage because he was very sick with cancer or something. He was always in pain. Like his adult children were gone with their families and he was just in so much pain. He was gonna pass away anyway. So he went in the garage and basically started his car and just passed away in there. And so he told me that and I was like freaking out that over all this time, like this image of this person, is, this personality has formed in my head and it was like all right basically. And so, at, that was the point where my dad stopped like getting defensive about it and started acknowledging it and walking around the house all the time saying, you're welcome here. This is your house too. And so I, it was literally like that, that he just snapped and it was from like one side to the other. So. Wow. <laughs> and yeah. you had mentioned earlier that the garage was a very haunted oh, part yeah. of your house. Was that something that you had picked up on before you found yeah. out that he had actually died there? Yeah, so just like all through elementary school and middle school, all my friends and I were just like scared of the garage because we always said it was haunted. And like when my friends, so I've always surfed and not a lot of girls surf. So my boyfriend, like my friends that are boys that surfed would spend the night at my house. And so we could go in the morning early. And so my dad will always make them sleep in the garage. 
since there's like a little bed in there and stuff like a couch and so they'd sleep in there and I remember them like running in the house in the middle of the night like so scared that we have all these surfboards hanging from the ceiling in there and they said that like someone was on top of the surfboards and like stuck their hands on the rail and like pulled their head over and was staring down at them yeah. and so what? yes yes <laughs> other stuff happened in there with some of my friends just like a banging on the washing machine when it wasn't on or like a bike on its kickstands with the handlebars like shifted down like you know the way you shift your handlebars to lean so it go like against gravity and twist the handlebars back the other way and it's just like the type thing if you walk in there and you turn your back to walk out of there you feel like someone's like right behind you and you kind of like hurry up so mm. there's always been something in there and like I said during all my TikToks there's always like something in my video like an orb flying by the other night I called it the shy finger because every time I'd like put my head down you'd see a finger go like like over the camera and then I'd look back and it'd stop right away and then it'd go back again yeah it was super weird and then my neighbors get loud sometimes and in one of my videos you hear something from the from something from the garage literally go shh and so it's just always something uh, there it's funny wow. they're telling to be quiet it sounds like the ghost is kind of like like uh looking out for you in a way like scaring the the boys that are hanging out with you yeah yeah. I think the neighbors. yeah I don't think it's a bad thing and then Kelsey was over here a couple of days ago and she spent the night but we were kind of like doing an investigation of my house I think she's gonna post that video but I was just like way too like in the moment of being like what is happening right now to film but mm -hmm. we were in the garage and right when she walked in there she's she didn't know anything about like she didn't know how we passed away but the second she like walked in there we were sitting on the couch in there and and she said her throat was like closing up and getting all tight. And I was like, oh my God, that's so weird because the guy died of like the inhalation, inhalation of like the, was the it? Carbon, Asphyxiation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how he died. So I was like, oh, that's so weird that that's what you're feeling. And she thought he was trying to tell her like, oh, this is how I died. Then she was sitting on the couch and I got up and walked away for a second and the whole couch she was sitting on just shook like someone was pushing it back and forth. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's how uh, Teresa, the Long Island uh, Long Island medium, uh, senses that or talks to spirits. She like walks into a room and she'll feel the way that the spirit died. I guess she, for an example, she was like in a cooking class once uh -huh. and she started like feeling like she was choking and she was just like. Who in here had a family member die from choking and the person behind her oh, was what? <laughs> well, they're here. They want to talk to you. So That's great. crazy. I feel yeah. like that would be scary, like feeling someone choking, trying to show you. I know. So Mackie, do you hope that this continues like once you move out of the house or do you kind of want these abilities to kind of disappear as you get older? So I'm trying to like decide that. Um, there's like there's definitely like the one, my loved ones who have passed away. There's like a specific one that's in my house where when Kelsey was here, we were literally talking to him. It was the craziest experience of my life. That's why I wasn't recording because I just couldn't believe it. But so there's those ones where I want to like talk to them for the rest of my life. And then I just don't think I want to be sleeping and open my eyes and see a person standing there. Yeah, so I'm not like trying to do it for anything like that. I just, 
if I can talk to someone I love who's passed away, then that's cool. Have you thought about, because like Kat has a friend, Teresa the Medium, that came on in the early days of our podcast. And she mentioned, and we've had other mediums and psychics mention this too, that you can find kind of like mentorships and other people that have kind of walked this path. Have you ever thought about reaching out to somebody who has kind of lived that life? No, I kind of have like a little bit just if, if I wanted to see like what would happen. But because I talked to a medium one time after my friend had passed away, the one who I say is still in my house. So he passed away. And so we talked to a medium and she was the one who was like, you know, you can do this if you wanted to. And so I kind of asked her like, well, what would I do? Like, how could I like activate it or whatever? And she's like, well, you just have to read online or find a mentor. So I remember this one time it was after the, after I talked to her that night, I was like laying in bed trying to go to sleep. And I was like, okay, I'm completely opening myself up right now. And right when I said that, I heard someone go, Mackie. And then I'm like, okay, never mind. I'm closing it off. I'm closing it off. Oh and right gosh. then all stopped. Yeah. Yeah. So since then I was too scared to do it. Well, I love that. Like it, you're actually, I mean, I'm sorry that you get scared. I'm not happy that you're a scared person, but in, in the sense of our podcast and the people we've interviewed, it's a very interesting dynamic that this stuff scares you and that you do get scared and you also experience. I feel like a lot of people we have come on, they're just like, oh yeah, I just see ghosts. It's cool. It's like part of my life. Yeah. So, cause I used to be like so scared of all of this stuff that I was, it'd keep me up at night. I was so scared of it. But now like the past few years is when I've been like, okay, I actually like this stuff. This is cool to me. And it's the part that scares me more is because I think there was, I think the thing in my room that one time was a demon. So the thing that scares me is if something like that is going to come through or if me and Kelsey are out somewhere and something scratches me or that's what I'm scared of. But like, if it's a friendly ghost, like all of the other ones I've experienced, like I'm completely fine with that. Like it doesn't scare me whatsoever. But I think the part of like not knowing when something is going to come through is the part that scares me. Or if I'm going to turn around and someone's going to be standing right there. That's the part that scares me, like not knowing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we appreciate you letting us know a little bit about your life and sharing your ghost stories and everything else you've had going on. Um, I know you did mention your YouTube channel, but why don't you share all your social platforms with our audience? Okay, yeah, so my YouTube is just Mackie Albertson, and then my TikTok is Mackie Albertson, all one word. Same with Instagram, just Mackie Albertson with one word. And that's M-A-C-K-I-E-A-L-B-E-R-T-S-O-N, correct? Yeah, that's right. It was hard to read the small text on Zoom. I was like, man, I need glasses. Wow, Noah, you're old. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) I read it just fine. I'm sure you can, but at least I don't have a ghost in my house. Stop. <laughs> She's wonderful. We love her here. Bad well, just that other guest we had is like, I, I oh. haven't noticed anything. Yeah. But it's yeah. only been one day. This was an episode recorded last night. Okay. So. Oh, okay. She made it sound like she lived here. So like she's been here and we've never really noticed anything. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this, if you start talking to her or acknowledging she's there, like instantly she's going to be like, this oh, is my house now. And like banging on things, like no. that's what my friend Christian does. Literally, you can be like, hey, can you walk, knock on the walls? And he literally just slams up against the walls. It's crazy. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> well, the roommate says that they've heard noises in the home, so. Ooh. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> our walls are really thin to the outside, yeah. so I feel like he just hears people out there. Every, every house has noises, right? Whether yeah. it's a supernatural noise or just a house noise. So. Yeah. When it's late at night and I'm like out in the kitchen grabbing something I'm, and I hear noises, I'm like, okay, that's just the house noise. Yeah. But you never when you know. see an old man stick his head over surfboards. Uh, that's <laughs> super yeah. old man. <laughs> an old yeah. man house noise. Yeah. Literally just the old man who lives in my house. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, um, Mackie, before we get you out of here, I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you. So when I was looking at your TikTok channel, I did see um, there are lots of videos of you doing like DIY stuff to a van, just in case our audience does and hopefully does make their way yeah. over to your TikTok. Can you kind of tell us what that's about? Yeah. So at the beginning of quarantine, I bought a van and it's like completely empty. It's a 1989 Ford and it was just completely sheet metal inside. And so I started converting it and it's basically done now, but through the entire process, that's when the garage ghost, everyone calls him, started to be like, oh, like, hey, I'm here too. And so that's kind of how all of this started is because he'd pop up, make noise. But yeah, I'm just converting a van and building it out. So I'm going to go travel in it and surf. And well, that's what I've been doing. Yeah, very cool. Well, yeah, audience, make sure you check that out. Uh, Mackie's got like half a million followers, so she must be doing <laughs> something right. Yeah, apparently. All right. Well, we appreciate you coming on, Mackie, and I hope you have a good rest of the night. Yeah, thank you. You guys too. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye. Thanks, Bye. 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 I like how she was like, I haven't even like brushed the surface of my I story. I know. You know, just for like part of her stories, I was like, oh, this is just like a friendly ghost experience. Everything's fine. This is like going to be kind of a happy-go-lucky episode. And then she's talking about a man sticking his head over surfboards and like waking up with, with an older lady with her hair hanging down in front of her face. And I mean, granted, it may have been her grandmother, which that does add a little bit of sweetness to the story. But all of that would be horrifying to me. Not to mention the children with hollowed out eyes. Yeah, like, I cannot. Well, I was just going to say, we've been doing this podcast for a year. And at first, like all of these stories were just like so new and shocking. And her stories were still really intense. But I feel like I've, I'm just getting so used to hearing these stories because a lot of them sound so familiar. And, and uh, I mean, the children with black eyes is a new thing. <laughs> for me. That sounded and pretty horrifying. Yeah. Probably find its way into my dreams soon. <laughs> But. It makes me wonder, like, that thing I saw when I was a kid. I was, like, trying to yeah. remember back. But I remember seeing, like, a glow in the eyes. So I don't, I don't think it was the same thing. But, yeah, that, that's pretty scary. I think if, like, I saw ghosts, I would want to know that they were ghosts. Like, I'd want them to have that ghost, like, sheen to them. I wouldn't want them to appear just as, like, normal people. That's... Right. I wouldn't want to be like, oh, that could have been something else. I want them to mail me a letter first. Like, I want, like, a concrete thing to read. And then with a wax okay. seal on it. <laughs> like, I feel like a phone call would be creepy. A text would be weird. Like, if they knocked on the door and were just like, hello, I'm a ghost. Like, that would be scary. A letter sounds easy to do. Okay, but if there are any ghosts listening to this podcast, would it be okay if they emailed us at therealhauntingspodcast.gmail.com? Correct. That okay. would be great. Speaking of... We had a fan reach out who I'm sure will get on the podcast here before too long, but she, she said her dream was for her story to convince JJ that ghosts are real. <gasps> oh. Let's get her. 
I, and I said, that's all of our dreams. to do it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you're already almost convinced. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Oh my God. Wait, okay. Before we close this up, I'm going to, I downloaded the Necrophonic app and I'm going to open it, even though I'm scared. <laughs> oh yeah. We uh, can talk to Edna. Don't. We do not name our ghost. Noah, have we learned anything? We do not. She's not my ghost. And we don't need to talk to her unless she wants to talk. This is just for kicks and giggles. This is so, like when I, I would go over to my cousin's house and play with their niece and nephew and get them like super wound up. And then I'd just be like, okay, bye. Have a good time. <laughs> That's what you do to me. You're like, eh, bye. Don't forget about the children with black eyes. Eh. Okay, here we go. Ooh, got a scary little pentagram on the home screen. Is the sound turned off? Because usually it makes that necrophonic sound. What is my name? Sounds like they said Aaron, which that's not right. Spirits, if you're listening. Yes. What is- oh! Ah! <laughs> Spirit. You don't have to be that way. Okay, everyone be quiet real quick. <laughs> my cat just rubbed up against my foot. Is somebody here that knows me, Catherine. Milk. <laughs> we get milk a lot. <laughs> See, here's the thing. I'm going to press stop on it. I don't know, like, what to ask it. And there's so many, like, names. And honestly, in my head, it's like, if it did say my name or say something, this is my phone. I, I clearly know that my phone listens to me and apps gather data. Um, I just don't know what to think about it. Yeah, I know. It's... um. I, th- I I look at that app as just entertainment purposes, but it, there is like, because, uh, you know, we downloaded it after a couple, well, after Kelsey came on, right? We downloaded it and used it that night. And it, it, there were some creepy things that happened, but the more you start using it, it just kind of feels like random noises over and yeah. over and over again. Well, and if there is like some sort of supernatural reality that, you know, we're just beginning to comprehend and understand, how is it possible for an app developer to create a communication tool that anyone can use with it? I mean, yeah. I tell you the thing that interests me the most right now with like in the app uh, atmosphere is that Randonautica, the, the videos on that stuff are like super bizarre. Right. But also like there's probably a lot of people going on Randonautica that just leave them, lead them to nowhere. Right. And so maybe yeah. only the interesting ones are what get posted or whatever. Yeah. But have you guys seen the one where the body's in like the suitcase that those kids find? No, I heard about that. So um, like, it was a real national news story, I guess. I went back and researched it and it was like two teenagers. One was murdered and put in the suitcase and they found another one in a bag in the part of the ocean, like a couple feet away. Um, and I think it's an unsolved murder, but yeah, super, like, I don't want that kind of stuff in my life. I, I'll just, no. just, we'll just enjoy talking about ghosts. <laughs> what did they do to get murdered? I miss that. Um, it, it, I, I think it's just an unsolved murder. They found signs of like assault and, you know, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it was like these kids used Renanautica. They go down and it takes them to the suitcase, like by the ocean uh or, or some kind of ridge with like rocks and they they start poking it with a stick because they said it smells really bad and so they call the police the police show up and i mean there's a there's a body inside wow. of it. yeah that's so cool okay wait i'm gonna ask this thing i mean that's terrible and scary but it's kind of cool i'm gonna ask this thing one more question how many people are in this room 
That was cool. Yeah, it said two. Yeah, that's pretty weird. But if yeah. there's a spirit, okay, wait. How many spirits are in this room? Are they doing like a roll call? What's going on <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't know. It's hard to, I don't know what to think about it. Yeah. And JJ made a good point. Like, if you ask a question, your brain is already like getting ready to register the words that you expect to hear, like yeah, numbers yeah. or yeah. names or whatever you're asking it. So kind of hear what you want to hear. Yeah, but I mean, it was weird when we had Kelsey on, and it we got a distinct yes um, when she asked lola you know whatever the question or our ghost reel uh you can go back and listen to that episode but you clearly hear the necrophonic app say yes you know for whatever it's worth but that keeps touching me and i go huh, i'm spooked <laughs> so guys i had another big cup of pumpkin latte tonight before we got on nasty you know what i think the real haunters are gonna side with me on this i i think it's it's okay to be a little witchy it's close to october you can get your pumpkin on be witchy but you don't have to drink pumpkin spice yeah, latte for every meal there's it's nothing fine. witchy about pumpkin spice latte it's not even pumpkin it's like cinnamon and something that's that's what a basic witch does but i i had today i had two i had two cups of pumpkin coffee i had a pumpkin brownie and I had a pumpkin cupcake Listen to yourself, Noah. You sound ridiculous. <laughs> I, my diet is off the hinges. <laughs> like, it's off the rails. I got to get it together. But it happens every time we get close to Halloween. I get super excited and I start buying like every pumpkin flavored everything I can find. Is Halloween your favorite holiday? Yeah. I mean, obviously we didn't get Dragon Con this year. I consider that a holiday. So no oh. Dragon Con. But yeah, Halloween is by far my favorite holiday. I love any excuse to like dress up in costumes and party with friends. It's just like my favorite thing in general, you know, yeah. as you guys know from McCluskey and Sturgill or any like show that I can like shoe in a costume at Village, I'm going to figure out a way to get in a costume and <laughs> do a show. It's like my favorite. Oh, but. Noah. I just can't believe you guys don't like pumpkin. That's that's such a surprise to me. Are you trying to say we look I basic? Mean, pumpkin no, I think spice. I'm the basic. <laughs> Can I just say pumpkin spice is not has nothing to do with pumpkin. I just said that. It's just nutmeg and cinnamon. I literally just said that. Oh, hey, JJ, speaking of cooking, you should plug your uh, cooking blog. <gasps> I have a cooking blog. It's called everydaygourmetblog.com. That's... Uh, Pretty straightforward. I put new recipes up every Friday, and sometimes I write fun things about the recipes. Yeah, it's really um, fun, especially during the quarantine. I feel like that's kind of a fun thing to look forward to, to see what, what recipe you've thrown up on Friday. What recipes have you uh, seen on there, Noah? You're an, you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't even read it. I have. When it first came out, I haven't seen any since then pop up in my feed, but I, I'm not... I'm not on my actual social media anymore. It's just real haunting social media that's been. I on. hear that not only does his blog have wonderfully written recipes and and stories behind it, but also the pictures are a beautiful eye candy. The pictures are hot. Yeah, those food. Wildcat, and who takes those pictures for his blog? Well, it doesn't matter because the point is, it's about <laughs> the blog, which everyone should go check out. Cat takes the good pictures, and I take the pictures that look so-so. Well, the pictures I saw 
on all the posts looked amazing. So all you I try to make cats pictures the ones that pop up. <laughs> so anyways. Oh, uh, also before I get you guys out of here, the the fan that said they're gonna convince JJ that ghosts are real, their title was I didn't have sex with a ghost, but and I was like, what? <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is it. We're the so bit there. finally paid off. Let's yes. do it. Well, it took 52 episodes. So we're approaching the weekend for us. We're recording on a Thursday night. How are you guys staying busy in this stage of the quarantine? We're in September now, right? Oh so my gosh. It's, it's new September. New September. It's early September. JJ's got his cooking blog. You know. Let me tell you about my week. <laughs> so... A lot of uh, people with kids, which I don't have any kids, um, are... That he knows about. Uh Uh-oh. I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people with kids are struggling with uh, school and education, and some people are going back to school, and some people are not. Um, And other people, like myself, are struggling with unemployment. So... Why not use my struggle as an opportunity to help someone through their struggle? Uh, So Kat's sister, their kids are on remote school, and they just need someone to basically be like a proctor. Just helping a bunch of eight-year-olds use Zoom and do homework, and honestly, it is like one of the most stressful jobs I they, <laughs> kids are nice. So JJ, what if some of the little haunters wanted you to tutor their kids during quarantine? Would you would you do that? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Don't email me. We and are... this is how our podcast ends. Good good night, listeners. Ends for good, probably. <laughs> Cat, you wanted to say something? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwein, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.